Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up a block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on, everybody? We are back, back on a Monday, back for some fantasy football flavor. And I got Chuck Dog in the building, ready to talk some fantasy football. What's going on, buddy? What's up, Oakry? Um, let's get this thing rolling. Let's do this thing. Uh, happy to have you back, man. We got a great show today. We're going to uh, talk about what if we were the GM? What if we were the GM of our favorite team? What would that feel like? And we got a little surprise for the people. We're going to talk some fantasy rookies, uh, running backs, wideouts, tight ends. And then at the end, Chuck, man, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're going to be doing a live draft. Um and I'm going to talk you through it, and we're going to get your picks, and the people are probably going to beat you up after. Because uh, did that magazine come in the mail yet? No, no, it's on its way. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, so, sound like a plan, man? You ready to get into this? Yeah, yeah, we can do this. So, so Chuck Doug, I was thinking about what we should do for the show, and I've I promoted it a couple times, Reality Sports Online. You know, this site I still doesn't think to get the pub it deserves. Not many people – you know, know about it unless you've done it. And once you've done it, you're hooked. It's a, um, a, a fantasy site where you get to do uh, sign contracts, basically run a team as close as you can to a real NFL team. So last year I was, you know, they were kind of expanding the site, doing all this stuff. And I was like, Oh man, you know, what would be cool. I bet, I bet we could replicate like the NFL because it lets you do 32 teams. It lets you do multi-year contracts, you know, has a real NFL salary cap. So I'm like, what if I jumped on uh, Spro track? I think it's called, uh, it's the site I use for all the dollars and cents and things in the NFL. I'm like, what if we just replicated all the players contracts and then had GMs for all those teams? You could basically be the GM of your own favorite team. That'd be, that'd be crazy. That'd be super unique and fun. So sure enough, I got a couple buddies to help me sort of build it out on the website. And, uh, I took ownership of the Detroit lions, Chuck, man, probably my lifelong dream. I mean, uh, good, good luck. Bobby Quinn is there, but man, if I had my seat, I'd be right there, uh, you know, where he's at running that squad, but, uh, it's about as close as I can get or probably will get. So I was going to talk a little bit about that, but I think I'm going to do a bonus show because there's trades. There's some awesome players I've acquired from my lions, but Chuck, we've said on the podcast, you're a Cowboys guy. Man, if you could kick Jarrah Jones out of his chair, take his billions, and run the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, would oh, that man, just be man. a dream of a lifetime, or would you make that thing happen, or what? Oh, man, that would be so sweet if I was the GM of the Dallas Cowboys. Take some of these guys that I've been longing for them to grab, and, you know, Jarrah always likes to – sometimes he used to like to sign the checks where he'd give these guys all these contracts, and, you know, I was like, hey, that's too much for that guy, but – you know, he learned in the long way. And I was, 
his kids kind of taking it over and doing a better job. But yeah, I would love to, to take over for the Cowboys. So here's my thing. Like the people will get to see it when I break it down, like right out of the get go. I love to trade. I mean, you, you can say, you know, yeah, this is fantasy football, but when you really see some of these deals and like I say, with this website, you do, um, like I said, we matched up real contracts. Like when I'm trading for a player, that's that real player's deal, you know, uh, because we started it that year. So you're not getting a crazy price. You know, you're not getting a cheap discount. Like you're getting the real player's contract, the real years, you know, all that type of stuff, as well as bringing them on to the Lions roster where I already got, you know, $100 million worth of players that I got to manage. So, I mean, what, what I always goof on Grifka, we might as well get to the triple G to give Grifka grief. The, 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 re- <laughs> the reason I give him so much grief is like, Grifka can't do this. Like he talks all this noise, but when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of putting him on the line, he, he's out, he's out blowing dandelions and sitting on the seesaw with his kids because he knows that <laughs> like, if we're, if we're writing his picks down, he didn't have a clue. If I told him to, to balance the budget, I mean, we're going to be bouncing checks left and right. So like you think that if I put you on the spot, you could hold this down and make some good deals because once you make these deals, when you're the GM, I mean, they're there. We, we can look back in the, and say, man, Chuck, what were you doing trading for that guy? Yeah. You know, I, I think I would do a, a pretty admirable job. Um, you know, you, you're going to have some mistakes, but as long as you don't make them too costly, you'll be all right. Yeah. You can't get them all right. The other cool thing about this site, man, is a uh, deep rookie draft. So we were like, Hey, how can we make the rookies as close to NFL as we can? So, uh, we go five rounds deep for rookies, 32 teams. And, uh, you know, all positions are the same. So you can draft a defender. You can draft any offensive skill position. They all score a ton of points. Um, cause we want to, you know, be able to take a defensive end in the top 10 and still have it be valuable. So, um, and then we do four year contracts for rookies. So basically if you took a rookie this year in that draft, he's going to come up and be a free agent when he's really a free agent. Uh, and you can extend him, uh, just like you can in the NFL, like you give him that fifth year option. And then after that, if you want to talk money, you can try to keep him. So we tried to make that as, as real as possible. And the other cool part is like, so, since we did the contract so tight, like when all these free agents came up this year, like when we do the auction for this, like it's pretty much the legit free agents that got signed earlier a couple months ago by NFL teams. So you're really looking at, uh, you know, real type stuff, which is really fun. So, um, pretty sweet, yeah, man, it was a ton of work getting it going. And I think, uh, you know, the Kool-Aid drinkers are going to love it when I do a bonus show with, with all, you know, like I say, we always, what you hit on was perfect. Like we're always sitting here in our lazy boy, um, talking about, Oh, I would have done this. I would have picked that guy. Well, now it's time, you know, basically with a little bit of wiggle room because, yeah, it is fantasy football. But um, I came right out of the gate trading, made a couple big trades to acquire some assets, uh, made some great uh, deep draft picks. I think that'll work out. And then this year I came out swinging again and made another big deal that I think is really going to propel the Oak Creek Lions uh, to the promised land this year. So so we'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, man, I think you do good with the Cowboys. But, um, like I say, I love – putting people on the spot saying don't don't tell me three years five years later who you took like who are you taking right now when the clock is right. running out that's that's how you know yeah yep so um like i say i'll do that on a, on a how about we talk some rookies man how about we talk some dynasty basically fantasy football rookies pick your brain and kind of what do you look for in a dynasty rookie uh and then we'll break it down by position like when you're in that draft and you're looking at these guys that haven't played it down in the nfl like what are you looking for and what really says oh man that guy's got to be on my team he's gonna be a stud well what I, basically what i look for is i look i, I look for the age i look at the kind of productivity they have or what they may offer the potential is is huge for me in dynasty leagues you know, it's a little different than the one-year startovers where, you know, you can pick up somebody that could be good that year. Where on some of these dynasties, you know, you want to grab somebody that may not be, you know, great this year. They could still be great this year, but, you know, they may not be great this year. But in the coming years, they're going to be somebody that could be an anchor of your team. Yeah, when you said age, like, so do you have a feel for kind of how old these guys are when you're going in thinking like, hey, if, if one guy's 21 and the other guy's 24, you know, you're going to obviously lean towards a younger guy? Usually, usually it all depends. Like, like I said, if the uh, if the 24 year old is a, is a rookie that will start now yeah. and it will be a part of your starting lineup, then it's OK to take him. But if the 21 year old 
and you already have a set starting lineup, but the 21-year-old is going to be good, you know, in, in maybe a year or two to come, then that's where I would do. I would go after the 21-year-old because that way he'll be a, an anchor in my lineup later on. Yeah, I, I really look at it when it comes to running backs, man. I feel like they have still that short shelf life. So, like, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm picking running backs, especially in these deep dynasties where I'm getting, you know – 32 teams, 18, 12 teams, whatever it may be, you know, I gotta, I gotta have that rookie running back be young. Um, his injury risk is high, but you know, I, Chuck, talk to me about, remember back in the day, it was kind of like, you got to load up on running backs and then all these geniuses thought that they were just going to get like a bunch of receivers and not worry about running back. Like, I still feel like you got to be stacked deep at running back to, to really win in, in fantasy football. Um, I think you do. I think you still kind of do, you know, even though receivers are the bread and butter of fantasy football these days because of all the, the, you know, the highlights and the passing teams. Um, but yeah, I still think you have to have a stud, uh, running back anchoring that your, uh, your team. I think that's key to a, a lot of uh, the teams that I see that are winning all the time, you know, or having or in the playoffs constantly are the teams that have a stud running back. So you're leaning wide receivers, huh? Well, I think today's NFL kind of leans makes you lean towards wide receivers. I mean, if you, you know, it's like a pass happy league. It's you only have two or three teams that are, you know, run first. Yeah, well, this is another reason I'm glad I get you on the show, Chuck, so I can educate you a little bit because. Yeah, because you say it's a pass-happy league. You say, oh, it's it's the bread-and-butter receivers. Did it, did it ever cross your brain that, that there's a lot more receivers out there than that are good? Because finding a, a good three, four running backs where you can not only be good in your starting lineup but be good in depth, uh, the, that's finding diamonds in the rough. I can go get a receiver in the, in the late rounds that might turn out to be an absolute beast. I'm not going to find a top-10 running back late in, late in the draft. They're, they're gone you know, early for a reason. Well, Derek, uh, let me let me educate you a little bit here too. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, I, I think about it. You always find that that stud running back late. The running back that Ooh. Kareem Hunt is as as one that I I, gra- I drafted like in the. How's that working out for you? Well, that first year it worked out perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. Would you get a second place trophy? And now he's a uh, you know going to be out for another half season. I mean. Well, you know that was that was for that was for a start over league, so that was that was perfect with me. You know, plus I, I plus how'd you get plus how'd you get Kareem Hunt late? Who are you drafting with, man? Uh, kindergartners or what? Well, that first Every, year, uh, his rookie year, nobody thought he was gonna be that great. Oh, I I, I snagged him up. Did you just steal a Grifka catchphrase there? No, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't steal anybody's catchphrase. I think you said he's not that great. Nobody said I <laughs> never once said that, but that's awesome. Ring that bell. Ring that bell. Oh man. I, I feel weird. Like the bell is here, but I've tried to ring it a couple times when I use his phrases or other people, but it just doesn't feel right. I mean, uh, when, when Grifka breaks him out, he gets the bell. Otherwise I got to keep it sacred. I think I got you, <laughs> but, but I don't agree, man. I don't think you're getting running backs late. Like, uh, I mean, that, that's an example. I mean, but, I I pretty much had a feeling he was going. I mean, again, I'm doing rookie only drafts when I'm getting Kareem Hunt, and I was taking him in the top round, you know, in an eight ten team league. And like I said, that worked out for me. I actually I got Kareem Hunt, used him up right up until flipped him, and then like a few weeks later is when all the stuff came out about him. So that worked out tremendous for me. But I'm just telling you, like receivers don't get hurt as much either. Not only do they get hurt as much. You know, three, four, five receiver sets. You ever see a five running back set? No. Like they have these commit, they have these committees now. So if you just do the math, if there's five or six good receivers on a team, uh-huh. and maybe two good running backs. Like, what do you think you can wait on? Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what that's why I told you in in the beginning that if you if you get the the one stud anchor running back or the one anchor running back, you could do well in this in these leagues. Yeah, but I I killed you on that because you can't have one good stud because these guys are a dime a dozen for injuries so you got to go three four five deep depending on how deep your league is you're not rolling in with zeke elliott four good receivers and a bunch of bum skis and getting by well it all it all depends i mean i got fine i i got fine i got by fine with just zeke elliott in, in one league and it's 
It does. It all depends. I mean, if you get three good receivers and then a stud running back and, you know, I had, uh, I think, Sony Sony Michelle as, as my second running back, and I did just fine. Yeah, again, again, like, okay, there you did fine. Like, what about now when his knees are beat up and he's uh, they're going to split time with Damian Harris now? Like, you got to be you got to be rolling those running backs through because you know you can't just sign up a couple and say I'm good. So you, ben, and people think they can get receivers and they're good for a decade. Like I'm telling you, uh, they might have a little bit less injury and longer shelf life, but I'd rather be deep at the running back position. So we could probably have this argument for days, but we could, I think you just play off the ifs and buts thing, you know, if he got hurt, <laughs> but he might be hurt or but this or if that. All right. You know, you know what I usually am the guy that's got the best depth in the league where all these other people thought they had a good draft after the, after they uh, folded up the draft app. And then by week three, they they're looking around the waiver wire for scraps while I'm sitting there with four or five running backs, like not only loving it, but then going, Oh, you want a running back? Hey, yeah, that's going to cost you. <laughs> it's going to cost you big for a trade bait. So anyway, let's, let's jump into your top five rookie running backs. Uh, you got uh, some names or a list for me. I sure do. I sure do. Uh, I like David Montgomery out of Chicago. I think he's going to be. Uh, I think he's going to probably be the the top guy as far as rookies this year. I think he'll probably have the most fantasy value. So these are in order. Is that uh, that's your number one guy? Well, they're not necessarily in order because I haven't really seen them play yet. But as far as <laughs> from what I hear, you got to tell the people what you what who. So you're you just said you think he's going to be the best rookie back. Though. I think so he's going to give you the most most fantasy value. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then I've got uh, Josh Jacobs from Oakland. Okay. Uh, then I've got Miles Sanders from Philly. Yeah. And then I've got Daryl Henderson from the Rams. And then I'm going to go ahead and be a homer on this one. But I really like Tony Pollard from Dallas. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I actually, I, I love beating you up as I do kind of, you know, ruffling Grifka's feathers, but. I mean, I got pretty much the same list other than Tony Pollard. I mean, he's a good football player. But he's probably about 12th on my list rather than fifth. But, um, you know, a lot of these names, you know, I think when you come to rookies, you can't really go too crazy with it. It's just a matter of what flavor ice cream you like and what what spot you're going to put these guys in. So, I mean, I like Jacobs at the top. I think he's going to catch it and run it and have a bunch of opportunities. I like Sanders number two. I think, you know, it might take him a little bit to get that job, but once he gets that job, he's an every down beast of a running back, crazy freak athlete too. Uh, I got Montgomery at three just because of the situation. I hope he breaks his leg in week two because he plays for the bears. And I just, I think he was good in college, but he got the football a million times. He just ran out of pistol and all these crazy formations. So, I, I mean, he's a good runner but i don't know how good he'd be in the league we've got uh daryl henderson after that uh, everyone's so high on this guy i think he's just gonna sp- split carries with todd Gurley. what's your thoughts on todd Gurley? are you down on him or you think all oh, this is all crap about how he's gonna get you know less carries and oh his knees totally ruined like where you at on that yeah from what I, from what i'm hearing he is still having issues with that knee they, they are saying that his that his knee he's, he still can't run full speed on it. He still can't make the cuts that Todd Gurley cuts, and they say his knee is still isn't a hundred percent. So yeah, see, I'm not worried. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Like I think uh, he had that gruesome knee injury in college, so you knew there was going to be some tendonitis and some soreness issues as you went along in the league, but. You know, I don't think it's going to be this big deal. I know I even saw a thing on NFL Network where they were interviewing Melvin Gordon and they asked him some question about Gurley's contract. And Melvin just goes, y'all worrying way too much about Todd Gurley. He's going to be all right. He ain't that hurt. Like, and they were like, they were like, they're talking about his contract, Melvin. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> You're like, they got all this info. I was thinking, okay, well, I feel good about it now. They must be boys or something. But um Melvin's my guy too, man. He's yeah. awesome. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, Henderson's a good player. I think, you know, that offense is supposed to spread out too. I kind of like getting running backs that are in really good offenses because then they can't load up. You know, they got to deal with all these running backs, crazy formations. So gives you a lot of space. And then I don't know. I, I threw my fifth guy as Damian Harris. I, I just love this guy in college. His highlights, he's just stout running back. He can catch, yeah. he can pass protect. Everyone's talking about if Sony's even a little dinged up, this guy could be the man in New England. 
yeah. think he's a perfect New England guy. So I put him there, and then my wild card in the running back room was uh, Justice Hill, man. This guy's yeah. got electric speed. Like, I don't know what they're doing in Baltimore. It's like a like a track team, uh, <laughs> but I don't know if they're going to be playing, like, college rules because they can't really throw it. Like, all the receivers are, like, you know, what Hollywood is super tiny, and they got all the speed everywhere. So I don't know what they're doing, but they probably will have a great defense and score a bunch of deep touchdowns. So I think if Justice Hill gets touches, he could be incredible. So yeah. that, that that was my my short list there. Um, you you want to go wide outs? You want me to kick this one off? Um, you go ahead and I'll, I'll rebuttal. Okay. Um, top five wideouts again, you know, most of these names aren't going to shock you, but this is sort of how I have them sorted. So, um, I'm going to put Nikhil Harry up top. I really thought, man, what a great find again for the Patriots. Like he's a guy that can run every route. He can catch and run after the fact he's big and physical. I don't know. There's been some bad reports saying it's taken him a little bit to get up to speed, but I think he'll be really good in the long run. Again, what are you going to get right away is kind of the question. Uh, I got to put Hollywood at number two. Uh, This guy, uh, I don't know. I'm not really sold on him because he is so tiny and I don't like that foot injury. Everyone's acting like, ah, it's just a Liz Frank. Who cares? I'm like, yeah, for a guy that's about 160 pounds and all he does is run fast. Yeah. Foot. Liz Frank foot is not good. So um, I still have him at two just based on ability. I could have put AJ Brown there. Who's my third guy. He, um, gosh, this guy, I don't know. There's something about him. Like he didn't really produce like people thought maybe towards the end of his college career. But when I looked at him in New Jersey, I'm like, is this little Des or is this uh gosh, the guy's just a monster and he can, he can catch a run. He's, he's yoked up and I just really like him. And everyone's down on the Titans. Like, Oh, the Titans can't pass. You know, Marcus Mariota's terrible. I'm like, I'm like, they got a lot of weapons now and AJ Brown fits in nicely there. I think so threw him at three uh, Paris Campbell's at four for me simply because of that video. I don't know if you saw it, the inside the draft room with the Colts, like yeah. they were so happy. They were doing victory laps when they got this guy. So must have some type of, of plan for him and he's got crazy speed and athleticism. So I put him there and it was hard to put him over my boy Debo. I love Debo. He was tore up the senior bowl and he's incredible. Perfect spot in San Fran. So that were that was my top five with wild cards of Hakeem Butler, the big nasty freak, JJ, our Sega Whiteside, who I think will be uh, Keyshawn. All he does is score touchdowns, and then I got a little Andy Isabella there too. I'm not sure what he's going to do, but he's got some upside. So I don't know how you can say uh, Samuel's name without going Debo. <laughs> Debo, heck yeah, heck yeah, man, incredible. Yeah, I like. I got Paris Campbell, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf. Nikhil Harry and AJ Brown. Oh man, I got I got to rectify my list. I, all I did was talk about DK before the draft process. I left him <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, Campbell, you're off. Debo, you're staying. And I gotta I gotta move DK probably ahead of even Hollywood. He might be able to move up to two for me. That's a that's a uh, clerical error by me. Yeah, he's got what, he's got good opportunity out there in Seattle. Oh man, perfect spot. Like freaking beast. I. Did you hear any of the podcast where Grifka just kept repeating himself over and over again? Oh, he does one run. Wild. Oh, you had one good catch. Oh, you played one good game against Alabama. Big whoop. It was like, hey, Grifka, the guy is 6'4". He runs like a 4'3". No one else has ever done that. And uh, Solid muscle. Oh, my gosh. Like, this guy would have to just absolutely stumble to like be a bust out just based on physical traits alone. And he's not a bad kid. So I don't know. Grifka again, taking the uh, easy way out by trying to say he's going to be terrible because some, you know, Mel Kuyper told him that. And then uh, when he's incredible, he'll go, Oh, you know, I don't know. He'll tip his cap. He's got plenty of opportunity in Seattle. He's probably going to come in as the number one guy. I can't think of, uh, Anybody else? Oh, they still got Lockett, I guess. But yeah, Lockett's they, a small scat guy. and They have a few guys over there, but like like you said, they're just going to run him deep. Like, he's the big the big receiver on that team. So, he's got every chance in the world to be good. I really hope it works out. And like I said, I know there's some bus qualities there just based on how big he is. Everyone's like, we can't run routes. Like, how many receivers have there been with his size and speed that run, like – like six yard curls, you know, with right. perfect precision. <laughs> you, you run down the sideline, you chuck it up to them and they do the rest. I mean, it's not, it's not brain surgery here. So yeah, he has decent vertical as well too. So. Oh, crazy. What, what was your order again? Your order seemed kind of crazy to me. 
Uh, well, I, I did my order out of uh, opportunity, really, in, in the, style, the style of offenses. I had Paris Campbell first because I think uh, the Colts out there are going to really, they, like you said, they, they were pretty excited to have him. Um, I think they're going to involve him early, and um, he's going to take some pressure off of uh, Hilton. And then uh, Debo, I liked him out in San Francisco. <laughs> and I got DK. I got Nikhil Harry. Um, just because I, I, I'm try, I was trying to remember the track record that Belichick has with rookie receivers, and I, if I remember it correctly, it's not the greatest. But you know, Nikhil, Nikhil Harry could be, you know, a, an exception to the rule because he is a he is a. I think he had what the best hands in the draft, didn't he? Yeah, I put him up there. But yeah. what what are you comparing him to? I don't think the Patriots have taken a first round receiver since like the yeah, early nineties. That's what I'm saying. It's been a while, but they had those <laughs> two. They had those two like back to back. That's not even in the league. I can't even think their name. That's how bad it is. Um, yeah, but they weren't top. Those were like mid rounders, right? They no, haven't taken no, the top in the first round. They were, they were in the first round. I cannot think of that kid's name. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I, I know it's been a while. That's the reason I promote him is because like when they take these skill guys, like they do work out because they they don't do it. So if they're taking a guy, they must really have a plan for him and love him. So yeah, um, I don't then, mind that list. I like. The, the Chuck Dog draft board, I don't know. Like, I, I would say let's promote that magazine again, but I'm a little shaky on it with some of these. Uh, well, this is without just, the you, magazine. <laughs> you just got your top fives and tens all flipped around for me. Like, I don't know. We, we need to draft together sometime. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're just used to the one-year wonders. I'm not, I don't think you do the dynasty stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The 32 team league with uh, about 60 roster spots a team. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> you got any wild cards in the receiver? We gotta keep this thing moving. Yeah, just, just keep it moving. I I mean I like AJ Brown, I guess I, I like him. Um yeah. I think he's gonna do pretty well out in Tennessee. He may not be this year, but I think eventually he's gonna be uh the number one guy out that way. Before we get to tight ends, how does Akeem Butler not make your list? We did the mock draft, and I do recall that you were taking Akeem Butler like mid first round. And when I laughed at you, you were like, "Oh man, they love him in uh, in Indy or wherever you had him pegged to go in round one." And well, then he fell to round four. If he if if he would have went to Indy, he would have been in my list. <laughs> okay, you think he's better than Funchy over there? Uh, you know, I. I I'm not really going to say it too much because I'm not a real big Michigan fan, but Funches ain't bad. You know, he he's not bad. I think I think, uh, I think think Andrew Luck will make him better than uh, what Cam did by by all means. But So what you're saying is he's not that um, – what's that word? He's not that good. <laughs> or great. <laughs> Whatever, however he says it. Oh, perfect, man. Tight ends. You want to go or you want me to go? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I can go. It's fine. All right. Um, I like I like your boy TJ Hawkinson. Um, I think you do. Uh, yep, I think him and uh, Stafford will mesh well, and they will uh, they'll have a good. He'll have a decent rookie year. Um, then I like Noah Fant from Denver. I like Irv Smith from Minnesota, and then Jay Sternberger from Green Bay. Um, I know you don't like to talk about him, but there's three out of four tight ends. Good tight ends taken in the NFC North, man. What's going on with that? Oh, it's crazy. I just, before we jumped on the show here, Big Mike Roberts from our Lions is going to be wearing a Packer jersey. So I'll be yelling at him on Monday Night Football when yep. I'm at Lambeau. So that's yep. going to be I good. I did see that. I did see that. Yep. But I, I like your list a lot, man. It's um, it, it's a tough position. Again, um, what I was going to ask you about Irv Smith, as I call him, like uh, w- when these guys get picked and you've got a guy in front of them, a veteran, do you take that as sort of a bonus? Cause they're going to run those two tights and they're not going to focus on the kid or do you like it when it's just like, they're going to basically be the guy from day one. Um, I think, I think Irv Smith's going to be part of a, a two tight end formation that uh, Minnesota is probably turning to. Um, they yeah. just gave um, what's his name? Um, Rudolph a, a contract extension, so obviously he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they got something up their sleeve for maybe a two tight end set, and you know, and I think Irv Smith's going to be involved, and he's got you know he's a pretty good tight end. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I uh, Most people that I know are kind of like, they look at all the situation. Oh, what's the situation? Is he going to be the guy right away? Like, you, you, you take it based on talent and you take it based on, uh, sometimes it's helpful, like you say, when you're not the guy because they draw coverage and you can run different formations. So I'm not really scared away by that too much. Just depends on the player. Um, yep. Again, pretty much the same list you had uh, for Grifka. I'm glad we both had TJ Hawkinson, number one. Uh, TD Hawkinson, as we call him. I, I don't know if you saw that last show. I had to argue with Grifka for another 30 minutes about tight end. I said one thing about tight ends, and the guy went off the deep end. And I was like, I was giving him my numbers. Like, I was about to ask you your numbers for TJ Hawkinson, but you gave those numbers, those kooky numbers on Jason Witten, so you're not a good source because you had Jason Witten at, like, 710 touchdowns or something you said, which was just out um, of this world. I mean, if he gets 300, close, but if, he, okay. if, he, <laughs> if he gets 300, I'd be impressed. Yeah, you threw out some crazy numbers for your boy. I know you I, love him. I said, like, 50 catches, 600 yards, and, like, four touchdowns is what I said. Oh. Okay, well, that's a little bit better. So, anyway, I threw out some kind of crazy numbers uh, for Hawkinson, and Grifka went off the deep end, and he he, he he just assumed because of his analytical research over the last 10 years that no tight end can get more than 300 yards and three touchdowns. And I was just well, like, oh, I bet, boy. I bet you Hawkinson gets about 60 to 70 catches, close to 800 yards, and he might hit double-digit touchdowns. Thank you. That's about right where I was at, if not a little bit lower, and Grifka said – Grifka said 40 to 50 catches, maybe 400 yards, and two touchdowns. See, I, I think Stafford's going to love this guy. I really do. I think Stafford's going to fall in love with him right from yeah. right from the first practice they had together. I think yeah. it's going to be a, a match made in heaven. You know, I, I, and, I really think those two are going to really blend well, and, and I think he's going to have a good, good – Good career at Detroit, you know, as long as he doesn't get hurt. And they're going to spread the football, like, and run it. So that's why everybody's pulling his numbers down, too. Like, But even when they used to spread it around, I mean, my, my argument was if Brandon Pettigrew can get 80 and basically seven to eight touchdowns in a second or third year, I mean, this guy's a better football player, better hands, better system, better quarterback at this point. Like, I think that. You know, I don't know. I'm just all about wins, but I just I just bumped up the numbers too to ruffle Grifka because I knew he he just can't he can't get over the position or the fact that hey maybe there's actually a tight end that's good and maybe he's on the Lions now. Maybe if Pettit dropped would have <laughs> caught all those balls, he might have had close to 100 catches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, again, one of Grifka's favorites. I mean, he's got his jersey and glass at home. I think. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so again, I had Hawkinson fan. Irv Smith, uh, Sternberger, I like a lot. And then, uh, I don't know, after that, you're just throwing darts at a wall. Like, Grifka's favorite player ever, Josh Oliver. I think he's a freaking wimp and, like, probably will never cut it in the NFL. But Dawson Knox out of Buffalo is pretty decent. Um, You know, we got – gosh, I don't even know after that. There's just – like I said, I I feel like it was a big fall off even after Irv Smith. It's kind of like – Sternberger's decent, but after that, you're really just searching for people. So. Yeah, honestly, I only put four down on my list. Yeah, yeah, those are good names. So I'm glad you're right there with the Hawkinson numbers. I know the the Kool Aid drinkers will love that. Um, so, so I think those are the main rookies. I mean, we could talk quarterbacks, but I think we need to do a live draft, man. I think we need to get you get you rolling here on a live draft and see what you really can do when the chips are on the line. What do you think about that? Right, we'll give it a shot. See what happens. So while I'm getting you in a draft room here, um, talk to the Kool-Aid drinkers a little bit about, uh, you know, the Lions in regards to fantasy. I know you've given some takes on some players, but just give them your overview of maybe a guy or two you think will produce uh, on that Lions roster. And then, you know, maybe a sneaky pick that you think could uh, make it on one of your fantasy teams from the, uh, the hometown squad there. Well, I mean, we just got done talking about them. Um, I think, I think Stafford's going to have, as far as fantasy-wise, I think he's going to have a good year having Hawkinson in there, uh, somebody that he can, you know, a big tight end guy right down the middle. I think uh, I think he's going to really help Stafford out. I think Stafford's going to have, as far as fantasy-wise, I think he's going to have a good year. Do you like their uh, wideouts? You got Marv and uh, Kenny out there. I mean, do you – are you – I've I've told Kenny Galladay more than enough, you know – I don't really I know like where that. his ceiling is, but I still feel like it's pretty high when it comes to ceiling. Yep, I, I like Galladay. I like I like your young rookie, or not rookie anymore, but your young running back, number thirty-three. He's uh, 
he's got he's got my number on, so that's why I like him the most. But. <laughs> oh yeah, that is the Chuck Reeves number, the thirty-three. Yep, yep. But yeah, no, I like Galladay. I think Galladay's uh, one of those receivers that could really break out this year, especially uh, like I said, if you get somebody uh, like Hawkinson, you know, opening up the middle and letting him do his thing, you know, where he's not double covered and all that other stuff. I think he, I think he'll have a good year. Yeah, I'm, uh, again, I know we went a little light on Lions talk last week, so while I'm waiting for this thing to fill up, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really high on the, the Lions offense. You know, again, Grifka waits till they're good and then tells you they're good. I try to project, and I'm always going to lean towards, like, my hometown team. You know, I'm not going to go into the area, oh, we, we don't really have a chance. We win, like, three games. You know, so everything looks good at this point in the year. But one thing I look for in offenses is, like, man, when you have – weapons all over the place that can draw defense. I mean, basically I'd rather have two really good receivers rather than just one stud and a bunch of scrubs. So I like Marv and Kenny out there. You know, they obviously added to the tight end position carry on. I love, but I'm really hoping that Theo Riddick comes back to form because he's just disappeared on me and they're paying him a good amount of money. So I think this is the line baby in him. Theo? Why did they why did they baby carry on last year? Like they, oh. they limited his carries and Yeah, I don't know. I mean that was that whole like, oh the kids gotta prove it, but you could see it by like week two or three, this was the guy. I mean, freak injury too when he got hurt. People were like, Oh, see, he's not durable. It's like I remember when he went down, it didn't look like much. He kind of just banged his knee wrong. But carry on does have to, you know, show almost like you know how Stafford has played all these games in a row you know carry has got to prove a little bit more that he can be out there consistently but I mean it's pretty obvious with the eye test that this guy's the real deal you know yeah like Theo Riddick though is my issue because remember wasn't it two years ago when he was giving Dallas and all ty- types of teams to, uh, trouble by I mean he was catching five, six balls a game. Like I would kept every few games. He was falling in the end zone once or twice. Like the last couple of years, he's been terrible. And I guess there was a report that came out that Matt Stafford's back was all dinged up. Like, I think this is sort of make or break it for Stafford, but I mean, Grifka just wants to keep him just because he's paid. But I'm like, this guy's got to <laughs> lead the team and win. I mean, we're at year 10, 11 now, like when year three or four, I was saying the same thing. I'll give him time. Like he'll get it together. Like I'm getting a little short with my patience, but I think he needs to take a big leap forward. And there's no excuses. Cause when I look at the offense, there's no spot where I just go, Oh man, they got nobody there. Right. You know? And there's plenty of NFL teams where you can look and at least find one or two spots in their offense where they're super paper thin. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I remember uh, the the uh, the Cowboys game with Carryon Johnson, where you know he was averaging almost like six yards a pop. You know, in the first two quarters, I think he had must it must have been like seven carries for forty two yards or or something like that. And he was running the ball hard, and then all of a sudden they just stopped giving it to him. And I was like, and then you could tell how 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 bad the uh, Lions offense stalled. You know, and with with Carryon doing what he was doing, they were doing pretty well. So that's why I was just wondering why they babied him. I like to say, man, I loaded up on him in all these leagues and some people are kind of like, ah, I don't know about him. And I'm like, I think he's a guy that could take a huge leap. If they give him the football, he could stay healthy. And they're talking about throwing it to him more. I mean, the guy can catch, he can do it all. He's pretty uh, elusive, pretty powerful. Remember when he dump trucked your boy safety, uh, just put him, put him up looking at the lights. Like uh, that guy, Tyson Fury took hey, to the canvas. He's Saginaw's Sagan- not going to be very happy with you. <laughs> Okay. Why? Who do you, who do you put down? The Jeff Heath? You talking about Jeff Heath? Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I love to talk lines all day, Chuck. We got you going now, man. We got a we got a fast draft going. We, okay. Uh, we're going ten teams, so, so we can keep it a little bit realistic. Oh man, you're picking tenth. You got the back to back selections. Woo! Do you like that spot or do you not? Right at the turn there. Um, it all depends, man. It all depends on who's there. Right. It's uh. Now, when you're at 10, we're going to kind of talk the people through this. Uh, be starting here in about 20 seconds. I think there's about 20 seconds per pick, so that'll give us time to talk it through. I'll give you some options of who's available. Back end of the round is kind of we're in that no man's land. Like, you could go running back, but they're not – none of the real top studs are there. But if you pass on running back and double dip on wideouts, you're going to be trying to find them later, right? So what's your strategy? Man, if there if there is a solid running back and then a, a top receiver there, that's usually what I would do. 
Um, but if there's not, I mean, sometimes in these drafts, they just go, you know, six, seven running backs right in the row. And I'm like, man, it doesn't matter who I take at this time. Right. So your boy Zeke went at two, Saquon at one. Now in this league, you have to have two running backs, three wide receivers and sort of your starters, one tight okay. end, one quarterback. So pretty, pretty basic in these leagues, which again, these are super fun. If you guys don't know, download the draft app. You can do these fast drafts and probably take us, you know, five, 10 minutes and it's best ball. So whoever Chuck picks, there's no substitutions during the year. There's no like picking up on the waiver wire. The, the computer will play your best players at the starting spots. Everybody else doesn't count. And, uh, but if you get an injury, you're stuck with that guy for the year. He's going to get you goose eggs. So got to, got to have some depth there too. So just going through Zeke, McCaffrey, Kamara, David Johnson, all went after Saquon. Wow. Um, Yep. We're at pick six here. D hop off the board. So what do you want me to queue up here? Running backs, wide outs. Uh, You're not going any other position, huh? We got, um, no, not right now. We, not we got Melvy on the board. Devontae Adams just went. Damn. <laughs> so you got you got Melvy, Le'Veon Bell, my boy Joe Mixon, Michael Thomas is there, Julio, Odell. You got one pick before your selection, man. What are you thinking? Well, All Melvin right. Gordon's still there. I'm going after Melvin Gordon. I think he's underrated. Oh, just went. Him and Kelsey. So Lev's the top running back. He is there at this pick. Um, or you can go double dip of Thomas and Beckham or Thomas and Julio. You got 10 seconds. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's take Le'Veon. All right. I got and you. Let's, let's take Odell. Levin, Odell, my man. That's that's what I would have done. I didn't even coach you up too much on that. But uh, Lev Odell, I don't think you can go wrong. Two top talents at premier positions. You got one each. I love it. James Conner went after that. I won't talk all these picks through, but these first couple rounds are usually the most important. So okay. we'll, uh, we'll uh, see. We may get you through a couple uh, rounds here, and then uh, you know I can uh, maybe leave the results in our show notes or something like that on, on how it all shakes out. The, so funny, the guy that has the pick two, he just has this hilarious picture of Stephen A. Smith as his logo. It's like, <laughs> it looks like Stephen A. is just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> say what, uh, what? I, I'm not a big Stephen A but I, I catch myself watching first take more than I should and like he does make me laugh like the uh, what's the other dude um, oh geez I don't know why it's escaping me but so you got you got Stephen A and you got uh, the boxing guy yeah, I know. I can't. Um, Max, Max, uh, Kellerman. Yeah. So yeah. Max always gets dogged on by everybody, but I mean, he has decent takes. Sometimes he's frustrating. What I hate though, and might people might hate this take, but the like super hot lady that does is the mediator. She's like yeah. the most annoying person ever. Like, yeah. like she just, when, when the producer says time to go to commercials, she thinks if she gets louder that they'll stop talking. It's just like, <laughs> it's like all you're doing is make me want me to turn off my TV, but you're just yelling at the screen. So yeah, she's brutal. That Molly, did you know she's uh, married to Jalen Rose? No. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Congrats Jalen, but gosh, right? hopefully she's not that annoying. And <laughs> probably, I should probably try to talk basketball with him too. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. You've got uh let's see, where are you at here? So you took you took Odell in the top of round two, huh? Yeah, I got, right. I got so, Le'Veon and Odell right now, so I got two good two stud guys, I think. So no, we'll see what, we'll see what got coming I up. I love it. I thought I missed your pick because it's taking so long. All these picks are coming through, but uh you still got a little ways to go here. So I'll give you a little update. Top guys on the board, you're about uh, you're about six, seven picks away. We've got uh, Mike Evans is still out there. If you like him, Amari um, is out there. Amari Cooper still out there? Yeah, he's wow. pretty much down the list too. I'm surprised. Uh, what? So you got one of each. Like, are you leaning one way or the other? Just because sometimes I know you don't pick positions, but like for me, I'm kind of leaning one way or the other based on scarcity. You know, who's going to be there? Right. Steve- right. I guess. I, I, I would I would like um Ertz is gone. I would imagine like the top tight ends are gone now. Oh, let me see. No, they're probably still there. Yeah, Zach Ertz is there. Let me see. What round are we going into? Third? This, this will be you'll be picking at the back of the third, top of the fourth. So okay. uh Ertz, OJ Howard, Ingram are all there. Hunter Henry too. Okay. 
right. Well, I tell you, if even though I don't really like taking tight ends this early, but if Ertz is still there, Ertz is just a, a fantasy machine. Yeah, he gets he, ton he of, gets so many catches and so many yards and ton of targets. He just went yeah. one of my best guys that I love, and he's falling. He's great value, I think. Three six in this draft, Leonard Fournette. Oh yeah. my, this guy is a monster. Everyone forgot what a beast he is because he is a, he's a kind of a wimp. He's always hurt, always has foot issues, but yeah. he's a he's an absolute monster. Oh, Amari Cooper at three seven. Oh no. Yep. All right, so you're a couple picks away, man. Uh, what do you want have for receivers left? All right, let's go wideouts. Adam Thielen, T.Y., A.J., Diggs, Edelman, Cooks, Galladay. Thielen's still there? Yep. Wow. Freeman, Aaron Jones, Jacobs, carry on on the running back side. Ten seconds. Right. I'm up? Yep. All right. Give me uh, give me Thielen. Oh, boo. I hate that guy. <laughs> and then who you say was in the running backs? Top backs, Freeman, Aaron Jones, Jacobs, carry on. Sony, Philip Lindsay. Um, Your top tight end is OJ. All right, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to pick this for you, Derek. The good OJ. Okay. Carry on. Give me carry on. I love this draft except for Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is a guy. Let me let me, let me me give a, a little bit of a rant on Adam go, Thielen. Go ahead, man. Go so, ahead. I like so, so Adam Thielen comes out of nowhere. He's his workman. What's he, undrafted, got kicked around the league. All of a sudden, he's he, – he thinks he's good. So he has a decent year. Then last year, oh, man, wow, 100 yards a game, big whoop till he comes and plays big play, shuts him down. Um, then they stumble at the end of the year. I don't know. I'm not – I don't see what this guy does so amazingly. Like, he has had a couple good years, but what about all those years where nobody even knew who he was? Like, I'm not taking him high in my fantasy leagues. I'm going to go out and get that athletic freak – that guy that has crazy upside rather than Adam Thielen. Like I love Stefan Diggs way more than Adam Thielen on the Vikings. I think Diggs could be like the next little Antonio, just catching everything, running catch over the yeah. top, everything. Yeah. He's definitely more freak of an athlete than what Thielen is, but Thielen just has a consistency that, that you want, you know, somebody that's going to give you the, the points every week where the, or uh, Diggs disappears and then you, you find him again. <laughs> you know, somewhere down the road. See, this is my thing, though. Like, Grifko always gets on me. Oh, okay, you're ESPN. You just love the guys on ESPN. Yeah, man, when I'm playing fantasy football, I like the guys that are flashing dash, big yards, got the spotlight. I'd much rather take them than, than meat and potatoes. Like, you just said, oh, he's, uh, he's consistent. It's like, I don't know. Some people go for that, not me. I'm swinging for the fences. If I got if I got Thielen as my number two wideout, I'm, 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 I'm good. Yeah, I don't know. Just like putting, just just putting Odell and Thielen there frustrates me because like Odell needs a better running mate than Thielen. I don't know. <laughs> it just feels wrong to me. Didn't, didn't Thielen like lead the NFL in catches last year? I think so, but I still hate him. Yeah, and and even if he was on the Vikings, I wouldn't like him because he's this like middle sized white receiver that doesn't do anything amazing. <laughs> he's just like, oh, big wow! You put up eight catches for one hundred and one. Oh, like I know that's good, but it's still just you puts, don't like Edelman either. Puts me to sleep. Eh, Edelman has that flash because he's with Tom Brady and he's a dog, you know. But I I wouldn't take him that high either, especially now he's old, old hat man. Maybe like six years ago, I'd be taking Julian Edelman. No, I'm happy with dealing there. That's that was pretty simple for me. Okay, well, three, you know, I, I, three out of four ain't bad. For you, so. yeah. Well, that was tremendous value. I thought Freeman was up high. Who everyone forgot? Devontae Freeman's a freaking great running back too for the Falcons. But um, yeah. Carry On's got the higher upside. So, all right, you're coming around again. Um, what do you want? Is Mahomes gone? Let's see. The other great part about this app, man, it is really easy to kind of see who's out there. It makes it really simple. Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Watson, Mayfield. Oh, I'm going Luck for sure. Definitely definitely quarterback, though? Yeah, I think Andrew Luck's a good time. What are we in the sixth round, fifth round? Where are we at? This is uh, last pick of the fifth. You yeah, got Andrew, Andrew Luck at this high, or this 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 uh, mid round is good. Oh, another rookie mistake, man. You wait on the QBs. Wait, 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 and wait some more. All right, uh, took Andrew Luck for you. Your next pick. What position would you like, sir? Twenty seconds. Um, what do we have for wide receivers? 
Wideouts, Godwin, Lockett, Watkins, Cup, Mike Williams. I don't like any of those guys. Um, what do we have for our uh, tight end? Oh, jeez. OJ. Give me, give me OJ Howard. Oh, I got him with a half a second left, man. Whew, good thing you got me on the uh, turning the card in because anybody else would have screwed that up, but I got him just barely. Um, I like OJ Howard. He he has good productivity, and uh, um, Jameson Winston seems to really like him. See, but this again is where I got to school you. Like, <laughs> you don't take quarterbacks in a 10 team league like this where you only got to start one and one. You don't take a QB or a tight end in these upper middle rounds because you can just wait. You stack up running backs and receivers till they're going, till they're off the shelves. And then you take a quarterback and you still get a stud. No, no not with Andrew Luck. And if, oh. if Andrew Luck was gone, I, w- I would agree with you. I even though I didn't like any of those receivers that were down there, but. What's the difference if you get Andrew Luck at the bottom of the fifth and I get Ben Roethlisberger and it looks like my second to last pick? A lot. Really? Because yeah. <laughs> that's all I do. I just wait it out and then I, I get someone. I love Deshaun Watson. I love him on my team. Uh, you know, Mayfield I love to have. But I'm not going to overspend for those guys and short myself at the other positions where not only is injury more – but you need more. You got to start three receivers, man. You only got two, and then you went and got a quarterback where we can get at a bargain price later. Uh, I'll have to. We'll just have to agree to disagree. <laughs> I think there's a top tier of, of quarterbacks that you get if you're if they're in the middle rounds. I think you can go after them and be okay with it. But okay, I respect you. I don't know if I like to take because I I love the getting in the drafts of people who start reaching for QBs early because all I think is oh man there's a running back or a wideout that slipped to me or a or a tight end that I need because tight end is tricky too like I'm waiting on tight end but tight end is much more to me like there's a breaking point where I got to go get one whereas like I know almost if I wait till my last pick in a ten teamer you know before you get to kickers and stuff I can still get a starter I can still get a pretty top flight quarterback. Um, in my right. opinion, but like you said, you, you sound like you're definitely set on, cause there are the elite, the middle, but I don't know that there's a big difference, you know, based on how I've I think, played. Probably the drop off after Howard's probably insane. I would think. Let's take a look at the tight end. that's the other thing. OJ Howard. I don't know what to feel about him. I loved him coming out of college. But he, like he just kind of hasn't done much. And now like, what do you get with Bruce Arians? I don't know, but I mean, he's a good player. Now we're looking at cook. Ebron, Vance, and Joku. See, I would have took. You know what I took that last round? Cook. No, that last round when you were taking QBs and tight ends, what I would have taken my boy Mike Williams with the Chargers. This guy's due to break out. He's an absolute beast size wise. He scored like ten touchdowns, barely even played last year. Um, he's going to get way more opportunities. And the only thing I don't like about him is he kind of has those lingering back issues and. I don't want him getting like a tender back and being out six, seven weeks um, as he's been known to do. But if he's healthy, that's my yeah. guy that you get kind of in those middle rounds. Everybody forgot about how good he was. Remember him coming out of Clemson? Oh, my. He's incredible. Now everyone just forgot he existed. All right, two more picks uh, till you're up. Where are you going? Uh, hey, are we? Are, is this got like defenses and kickers and everything? In no, no, just those skill spots. Okay. We're doing. Yeah. Right. You're up now, now 30 seconds. So we've wide got to, What do we got? Let's go back to wideouts. Allen Robinson, Landry, Boyd, Jeffrey, Fuller, Marvin, Kirk. Uh, who, who are the top ones? It was Landry and who? Ten seconds. Robinson, Landry, Tyler Boyd, Alshon. Um, give me Robinson. Right, just under the wire again. Now we got to go. We got our three receivers, so we got starters. But, again, we need some depth on this team. Running back, you only got two. We should go there. All right, Tariq Cohen, Miles Sanders, Geis, Ronald Jones. You know who I really like is Geis. You want I think he's going to be a beast out there in Washington. All right. Because you said it, and because we don't have much time left for taking Geis. I loved Geis coming out last year. I told everybody, like, he was he was like 20 years old, 21 years old, yeah. coming in as a rookie. He was uh, big, you know, had the size. Everyone was goofing on him about he's this weirdo. I had never seen anything like that. The first, remember, it was like the first week or two, he showed out, showed out yep. in the preseason, and then, boom, yep. injured. 
now, like, because Adrian Peterson did a little something, everybody, what's what's wrong with Adrian Peterson talking about 2,000 yards? <laughs> I, I lost all respect for the man when he said that. Like, I loved the guy. I wanted him on the Lions a couple of years ago. I was like, let's go get AP, and he's got a couple good years left. Now this fool's talking about, I'm, I might get 2K. I'm like, okay, what, you might go up to Walmart and pick it up or uh, pick up the vehicle? <laughs> I mean, you ain't getting 2K of nothing. He should. He just be. He should just be talking like, "Hey, I'm happy to be here." Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, I'm maybe you'll have a good team, a few good runs here, or there, score a couple touchdowns. We'll be like, that's all we need. And and I'm worried guys will get pushed out. Maybe AP has a couple of games. He's still coming back from the knee, and they get away from him. But right, I'd I'd feed guys, and then I even took uh, Bryce Love way late in drafts, who I told Griff I hated, which I kind of did. But he was such good value, I thought roll the dice on uh, Bryce Love being decent there once he's healthy. It's yeah, like, no, I, I like guys. Uh, I had actually I liked him so much that I drafted him in my keeper league. I drafted him like in the third round, got him, and then put him right on the injured reserve. So that way I can keep him through the year and just oh. see what happens once this year comes around. Oh, definitely. You gotta you gotta hang on to a guy until they prove that he's I don't know, just like not worthy of playing or kind of, you know, doesn't come back healthy. I mean, you definitely stash him and and right. he could return to be an absolute sud. Like that's the thing about fantasy too, man. Every year, like people get like really good football players they either have a down year or they're hurt and people just write them off. It's like did you forget how good he was when he was up and running? I mean, I write off like the old injured guys or the the rookies yeah. that you liked three years ago and still haven't done anything. Like, yeah, we'll write them off at some point, but not a guy that was a beast that had maybe a stumble. And now you're like, ah, you know, he, right. he, he won't do anything in Washington. It's like, are you kidding me? So <laughs> as long as his head screwed on straight too, I don't know what all those rumors were about him being, I guess like the lions didn't even have him barely on their draft board. I mean, I was like, right. They said they didn't like his personality or something. I was like, I saw him do a bunch of interviews. Seemed like a really good kid, you know. But we'll see. So um, you're coming up here. Let me see how many. Uh... So, yeah, what, what are our reserves here? What are we doing? Yeah. Gosh, man. Some of these people are taking, like, the whole clock. So we're at uh, – we're going to get to – let's see where you're at. Eight, nine. This is about the midpoint. Um, so let's go ahead and just – how about we take these last two picks – and then, then I'll finish it out and leave that. I'll either leave it or maybe I'll make it a bonus show because okay. we we got we're at runs nine and ten. This thing goes to eighteen rounds. So oh, oh man, yeah. So next time we'll do this. We'll do like a three. You can do a three team, sixteen. We'll do a smaller league that way. It moves a little bit quicker. But I think All it's right. still been fun talking it through. Plus, once you get to round nine or ten, like we are talking about backups and stuff. So for this first one, we got to talk through the starters, which was good. Yep. So let me see. You got about where are we at in this draft here? I'm looking for Stephen A. Smith. There he is. Hey. Um, Baker Mayfield just went off the board. Pettis. So we're at pick nine six, and you're picking again at uh, ten and one. So a few what picks left. What are you thinking? We got. Uh, I'm I'm hitting best available at the skill spots. Yeah, Ebron, Ebron, Vance, Nikhil, Harry, and Joku, Hardman. Kiki Kuti, um, if you again, I I don't want to hit quarterbacks because you went and took one no, way no. too high. No, nope, I'm not worried about quarterbacks right now. So those are your best available as I read them. But anybody jump off to you or no? You know, I I might take a gamble on Harry. Yeah, he's the third on this list. Uh, Vance McDonald just went to to me as kind of a sneaky sneaky pick. Uh, Sterling yeah. Shepard went, so now you're up. 30 seconds here. Uh, Ebron, Harry, and Joku are the top three. What do you think, man? Let's go Harry. Let's take a gamble on him. Yeah, I don't mind him. Let me take a quick look at your bye weeks. So he's got a 10 bye week. You're at 12, 7, 6 for your receivers, so he fits in nicely there. Yeah, I say we snag him. Top wide out. And then, and then what's your – you don't have a tight end. Oh, yeah, you do, OJ. What's your thoughts on Njoku? You got 20 seconds, but is he I, on I your list he, at all? He's a freak. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think he, could be, uh, he could be something really special this year, especially with Odell spreading the outside with, uh, with Landry. I think that middle is going to be wide open for him to take it over. You know who I'm taking for you? How about Jarek McKinnon at running back? Let's do it. This is another guy that got huge bank, got injured, 
now there's a bunch of running backs in uh, San Fran, but do you think that they pay him 10 million bucks for no reason? You think he's not going to catch a ton of footballs and pretty, uh, pretty electric guy, even though like he wasn't all that in many, but I feel like he's, he's that value guy where you can go get him later. So yeah, now you got four backs, four receivers, your tight and your quarterback. Like to me, that's pretty solid. So for everybody out there listening, we've got Andrew Luck at quarterback, Lev Bell, Darius Geis, carry on for our Lions uh, fans out there. We got Jarrett McKinnon. We've got Adam Thielen. Boo. Uh, <laughs> Odell. Uh, Allen Robinson, Nikhil Harry, and OJ Howard. So I like it, man. A lot of these projected points, too, are pretty solid. You know, some good uh, overall point projections as well as some decent depth there, I think. I like to try to even it out in those skill spots. So Chuck Dog, man, for your first GM job and doing it somewhat blind, I think you did excellent, man. All right, thank you. So, everybody out there, this is why you listen to Fantasy Football Flavor, for those kind of takes, that kind of knowledge uh, from Chuck, with no magazine, by the way, um, with just just my uh, my help and, and having some fun there. So, hey, man, we talked about a ton. I think it's time we shut the show down. Uh, you got anything else for the people? I don't. I appreciate you guys on the uh, having me on the show again. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. We'll uh, we'll come back and like I say, I might hit the people with a bonus show or two, uh, either giving them this draft or talking about the Oakry Detroit Lions and all those draft uh, trades and stuff I've made. So thanks again, man. We'll catch you next week. Everybody out there. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to get out of here for the fantasy football flavor right here on the Detroit Cooley cast. Take care, everybody. Drink it in, man.